This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Barker Morrissey Construction and Power Women Investing. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for your further listening pleasure... Direct from the golf course and onto your radio, this is... Hello, everybody. The Fred and Jeff Show. And good morning, everybody. This is Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt, and I'm not here with my little brother, Jeffrey, but I am here... With your little brother Bridget. My little brother Bridget. <laughs> uh, who I like to refer to as the bag lady of Armory Park. Yeah, I like that. I like and, that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't, but I still like saying it anyway. <laughs> and we are celebrating the people, the places, events, history, and culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. Isn't it so gosh darn wonderful yeah, and, and unique? And it's been so gosh darn cold. You get a cold snap now and then. God, I hate, you know, this is why I live in the Snore Desert. Is not to be cold. Yeah, but how else, prefer, are, you gonna, how else are you going to appreciate hot tea and, and cuddly blankets, you know? Can't, can't appreciate those things when it's hot. Well, sure you could. Mm-hmm. You, could you know, you crank the AC and you can appreciate those things. Oh, yeah, but see, that's not good for the planet. Well, I'm not talking about good for... Being cozy, is that good for the planet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. All right, so we are actually uh, broadcasting from the Charles O. Brown House down town in historic Charles O. Brown House. It's a lovely house it is, too. <laughs> it is a very cool house. Yeah, yeah you see how the uh, the fashionably rich lived back in the day <laughs> with big patios and fountain and everything else. Yeah. So, uh, and Bridget is here taking the place of uh, my dear brother who, who, who knows He's a no-show. He's a no-show. He's, he's a no-show. Yeah. And luckily, you know, being the bag lady of Armory Park and the fact that we're downtown, mm-hmm. I just scooped you off the street and we're, here we are. Yeah, I'm usually just waiting around. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay, so, so Bridget is, uh, you know, aside from being uh, a good sport by, <laughs> by doing this and putting up with me, she is actually one of the venerated disc jockeys over at KXCI Community Radio. Venerated. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're a big time star over there. No, they, I love them. They love me. It's yeah. mutual. And they even gave you your own little podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Lonely Hearts Club. Yeah. Lonely Hearts Club, you can check it out on kxci.org. Dot O-R-G. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. So what, what's the latest and greatest with the uh, Lonely Hearts? Oh, well, we're talking about Valentine's Day. You oh. know, that's coming up. Oh. And so there's a lot of, you know, love is in the air, and we're trying to deal with that. Who needs love, especially when it's in the Everything air? Everything needs love. Everyone. Everyone needs love and attention. That's really? That's the one thing I know for is sure. That, yes. Is that a study that you performed? It's a science. It's science. <laughs> you can Google like it. Like science fair? Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a hypothesis. You know, I got we, some materials and procedures. We should, we should talk to the folks over at SARCEF, which is the Southern Arizona... Um, you know, the, our, the, let's see, SAR. Southern you know, Arizona. Arizona Research and Engineering Fair. All right. Something like that. Sounds the, fascinating. They'll, yeah, they'll be upset. It's, it's the, the guys who do the, the... The Tesla coils? They do. Some people do Tesla coils. But it's the science fair guys. Mm-hmm. And maybe Bill Nye is going to be there? Maybe. 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 We, can, we can hope. We can hope, yeah. That's what love do, is We don't want to guarantee it. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, they're the ones. Maybe we can talk to one of the kids. We get a, you know what would be great? We get a junior high school, you know, pre-adolescent or adolescent kid who's, you know, hormones are... Hormone, raging har- hormones. Raging hormones to do a study about love. That would be brilliant. Yeah. There wouldn't be any bias at all, I don't think. Well, okay, so you have to get, like, a cross-section. So you get the teenage, you get the teenage <laughs> raging hormones, and then you get, like, the, 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 the older gentleman. 
Yeah. And then, you know, then you, you gotta, get like the ten-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then like a puppy. <laughs> I don't think a puppy can collect data. Oh, okay. If you say so. They collect bones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sniff butts. I don't know. That's the same thing. I'm sure they're collecting a lot of data when they do that. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you're you're, you're you're absolutely correct about that. So, Bridget, what you were talking? Well, we are talking about love, but isn't there some little fun love thing coming up at the Hotel Congress? Oh, you know what they do on Valentine's Day is people go there and they renew their vows, oh. and I think it's free. They have like a, a minister there. That just yeah, I think so. I think it's just like a big group thing, but I don't know. From what I can tell, it's a new tradition because it's been going on for a while. Is it like a group thing, like uh, uh, that cult in in Asia, where like there's billions of married people or billions of couples and who just all wearing just, white sheets just met that day and they're being married by Reverend Moon? Maybe. But I don't think so. I think it's I think it's just people from around town that are in love that go and they just get married like that. <laughs> and you know the, you know, there's, there's that, that cool thing on Fourth Avenue with the locks. That's kind of like getting married. What is that? Because you're locking it down. <laughs> Doing you, what? Love on the Avenue, Saturday, February thirteenth. It's going to be like all day and night. You just celebrate love with with this thing where you get. Locks, am I right? I mean, you know about yeah. this. You, you get a lock. I don't and know anything. These, these sculptures of hearts. Yeah. And they have little bars in them for you to put your lock on. And then you, you take the key with you. Nobody else can take that lock off but you. So when you break up, no, 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 love, no, no. And you take the key and you remove the lock. No, no, no. <laughs> there, there's a slot in oh. the sculpture. So you, you can't break up. And you slide the key down the, the, the slot. So, oh, so you, then you're forced to have the lock there forever? Forever. Oh, no. Unless you get a bolt cutter, cutter and then it's easy. <laughs> okay. It's, you know, See, that's that's what you'd be like. That's, that's the say anything like heartbreak moment when you just like you've had enough of love and you get a bolt cutter and you just take them all out. I'll take all of them. Like, <laughs> yeah. You take your own. But I'm don't sorry. take anybody else's. It's a strange revenge fantasy. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I did not realize. So uh, what else is going on? Um, also, let's see. The University Museum of Art... They do this thing called Art Sprouts. That's going to be happening on um, February 17th. And then their family day is February 13th. And art Sprouts is like a early childhood art education program. So you, I guess, bring your kids. Kids stuff. That's cool. Yeah, I think so. So uh, on, uh, you know, we, we just finished at Arizona Theater Company, they just finished their Tucson run of Fences, Ooh, yes. which was phenomenal. David Allen Anderson. Isn't that about baseball and stuff? No. There's baseball. It's involved. There's baseball involved in it as mm -hmm. part of the storyline, but it's really. I mean, it's like really universal themes about family and commitment and uh, loss love. and love, love, different types of love. Um, and uh, it was very, very, very uh, wonderful play. But uh, coming up, beginning on February 11th, is Sex with Strangers, oh. which is something I appreciated in my teens and in the early 20s. But it, not so much anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah, it's about uh, actually internet dating, I believe, is the theme of this one. And so that'll be very, very interesting. I mean, the, the whole season so far with Arizona Theater Company has been phenomenal. Then uh, later on in the, in the season, we have Of Mice and Men by uh, John Steinbeck. And then The Gospel According to Thomas Jefferson, Charles Dickens, and Leo Tolstoy. Wow. Yeah, so it's going to be free. Uh, the rest of the season is going to be great, but uh, hopefully we'll be talking to the kids uh, with Sex with Strangers pretty soon. Of Mice and Men was a good book. I remember I read that book in school because it was like the smallest, shortest book on the list. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, a pretty, nice. it's a pretty short book, but it, it's a good one. It is a good book. And I also remember the movie with uh, uh, John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. He's and good. That was, it was phenomenal. Gary Sinise mm -hmm. uh, were the two brothers, and, and that was... And they talked about rabbits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. It's it's, mostly it's what all, it's about. It's all about, it's about rabbits. It's about rabbits. Now, I, can't, I cannot uh, uh, not say this since we're in the Charles O. Brown house, but mm -hmm. uh, folks, there's some construction going on along Broadway, but come and visit these guys over at uh, Ben's Bells. They have a little gift shop, and uh, actually here in, on Main Gate, they have uh, opportunities for people to volunteer and help out with the kindness experiment, the kindness ex experience, Yeah, uh, learning how to be kind. You should be kind every day. You should you know? be, there should be a little kindness. You should wake up and think about how you can be kind. I think people should wake up and think about how uh, how they can send me tequila. That's <laughs> that'd be very kind. That's not what I'm talking about. But okay. Well, that's a type of kindness. Yeah. Gifts giving. It's a kind of kindness that I appreciate when there's tequila heading my way. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> well, yeah. I like I like Ben's bills. I like seeing the green flower. When I see that green flower, yeah, it's like it, it to me. It's like a little four-leaf clover. It's like we should be so lucky to live in this town. Oh yeah, because the cool stuff is here. Yeah, and those green flowers are multiplying. You know, it's like uh, it's like when you plant like bulbs, a rash, and then the next year there's more. It's a kindness rash. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's it's gonna spread. Yeah, it's <laughs> Just keep scratching. That's right. <laughs> uh, what do you else? What else uh, do you have? Here? Okay, well, let's see. There's a Tucson, Arizona boys chorus. Oh, the Ambassadors and Blue yeah. Jeans. They've got their classic concert coming up, and it's going to be Saturday and Sunday, February 20th and the 21st. Now, Saturday, February 20th, it's going to be at Our Mother of Sorrows Church on Cold Road. Yeah. But Sunday, February 21st, it'll be at Ascension Lutheran Church at 1220 West McGee Road. All right. So we get to see the boys chorus on both ends of the city. Yeah, they're doing both ends of the city. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty that's cool. Pretty, that's pretty sweet. That's coming up. Uh, a couple last things that I have. Uh, the Stewart Observatory has been having their uh, lecture series. And, and actually, two, two things I'll get two things with this. Uh, they they uh, suspended their lecture series in, in, let's see, January. In January. They suspended it. Why? Did it get in trouble? Yeah, it did, actually. No, actually, <laughs> let's see, April. No, in February. This month. Because the it's too cold? No, the University of Arizona College <laughs> of Science is having their lecture series on Earth Transformed, and that series uh, goes through um, March 7th, and it's every Monday. Uh, they're having these uh, uh, lectures by, by members of the uh, College of Science, and they're at Centennial Hall at beginning at 7 p.m., it's uh, one of those things, first come, first served, as far as seating, so get there early. Well, what's it about Earth Transformed? I don't understand. I think they're going to turn it into a monkey. <laughs> no, they're talking about uh, climate change and its impact. Things like this freezing cold day that we're having? Yeah, kind of like that. Kind of mm. like that. But, you know, it's talking about the environment and how we can be kind to our Mother Earth. Which would be to not crank the AC very much. Right? No, no, no. Don't no. crank the AC. I don't. <laughs> I will crank the AC. I'll crank the AC if I want to. All right. No, actually, you know, this is funny because I'm going back to that topic. <laughs> I love the Sonora Desert because I like being dry and hot. Ah. See, heat is my friend. Cold, no, 
no es no bueno. bueno. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, so uh, coming up is, let's see, the 22nd, actually this uh, Monday, February 8th, Ecosystem Resilience, Navigating Our Tenuous Connection to Nature. Oh, wow. So uh, that's, you know, this kind of stuff. Similar. But, yeah, but, go on, but uh, keeping in the science vein, uh, on Monday, March 21st, the Other Earths lecture series begins at Steward, at the Steward Observatory. So, so there's that, another Earth? Well, this is very interesting. They're talking about finding other planets that are similar to our Earth. Oh, right. I saw something on Facebook about, like, a planet that was stalking us. Exactly. You know, like, it's further out than Pluto, just kind of creeping in the shadows. Yeah, but that's not the other Earth. That's okay. just, that's the stalker planet. <laughs> I like that, though. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty so, cool. No, these are actually planets that are what they call the Goldilocks zone in other solar systems where it's not too hot, it's oh, not too wow. cold. It's just right. It's just right for life as we know it to exist. So they found some of these planets, and they're, and they're uh, postulating where others might be uh, possible, you know, future homes for mankind if we can get our act together. We can get a really fast car to yeah. drive out there. <laughs> and uh, a good rate on the rooms once you get there. Yeah, right. And I want to, you know, get there and find out rooms are beyond our... Uh, our uh, out of our price range. Mm-hmm. Out of our price range, yeah. Maybe they have an Airbnb at these planets. <laughs> One never knows. Yeah, yeah, sabbatical type of deal. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, let's see, anything else you got? Uh, let's see. I got the uh, Friends of the Copper Queen Library present the 25th annual chocolate tasting. That's all I have to say, really. That, yeah, just stop right there. Just yeah. tell us the it's, date and where. It's in Old Bisbee. It's at 43 Howell Avenue at Central School Project. Now, it sounds pretty awesome. And they're, they're going to have free golf cart shuttles that are going to take you from the parking lot to the convention center? I'm confused. Doesn't matter. Just get to Bisbee and have some chocolate. And it's going to be Saturday, February thirteenth, from, from six, 6 to, to nine, 9 p.m. Yeah. So uh, let's see. I think that's about it for now. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, there's, so there's that uh, epic bike ride thing going on. That's like a twenty-four hour bike ride. It's out at uh, the ranch out by uh, Oracle. Okay. Was it Willow Springs Ranch? Okay. That's going to be cool. People are going to be riding bikes for like twenty-four hours at a time. I don't, know, I don't know how it's going to work. It's going to be my first year. I'm going to be out there. And so there's going to be constant music, and I get to be the DJ for the last four hours of it. So I'll do wow. like, the awards. Excellent. Yeah, I don't know. I put together a playlist of some pretty high-energy, lonely high should, club songs. You should send me some, uh, is uh, Orphan Tears on that? <gasps> Ooh, Orphan Tears. Yeah. Gosh, Fred, you always remind me of that tune. <laughs> It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> folks, we are going to take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to some folks who are helping us remember our history in the old Pueblo. This is Fred Nifship. This bit of the Fred and Jeff show is brought to you by Unicom Graphics, Steel Door, and Sleeping Frog Farms. Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff show. 
This is the Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Rostad. I'm not here with my little brother, but I am here with the lovely and vivacious Bridget Thumb. Yes, darling. It's nice to see you. <laughs> and we are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and the culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. And we invite people to visit us at friendjeff.com, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and even subscribe to this tome of wisdom and entertainment on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Now, Bridget, we are broadcasting from the historic Charles O. Brown House downtown. It's lovely. In the heart of Tucson. Yes. And it is home to not only Ben's Bells, that we talked about earlier, but to Borderlands Theater. And that's where we are. That's where we are. We're, we're talking to the kids over at Borderlands. And, and they have a big show coming up. Uh, and with us right now is Milta Ortiz, who is the marketing... Did you did you re, retool your, your title during the break? No, I did not. I just said it's a little bit of everything. But the official title is Marketing and Outreach Director. Marketing and Outreach Director. <laughs> we, there, I think she was talking about Playwright. There may be some... She does I'm also stuff. Some, uh, yes. some uh, hidden talents <laughs> that we didn't know about. So, there's a, uh, tell, first of all, tell us a little bit about Borderlands Theater. Um, you know, there are a lot of great theater companies in Tucson, all locally generated. They've been in existence for years and years. But tell us specifically, what is, is the, what, what does Borderlands do? Sure. Well, Borderlands uh, has been around for 30 years. We just celebrated our 30th anniversary last year. And our founder, uh, Barkley Goldsmith, recently retired uh, last April. Uh, so what he, his vision was to create a, 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 a theater space that honors the, histo- the stories of the border. So very much fo- uh, Borderlands focuses on stories around the, around border and border issues, but also fosters and develops new plays. Uh, that's definitely always been the mission of Borderlands Theater. And it's always had um, a Latino focus, I, I guess you can say, mainly because it's dealing with border issues and things related to the border. But the border is also a metaphorical um, thing, right? It could be it could, different types of borders, not necessarily just the region. But like boundaries. Boundaries. Well, sort of um, like, uh, you know, talking about earlier, earlier Arizona Theater Company has this uh, award-winning play called Fences. Yes. It's not It's not necessarily about, there's a physical fence in the play that's built during the show. But, but I have about fences the, in my heart. Yeah, there are emotional fences. But there's yeah. a lot of uh, barriers, right? Yeah, there's a there's lot so of a border, types of... A border can mean a lot of things. Exactly. So, and that's the way that we think of it. Um, and also, so now that Barkley retired, Mark... David Pinate took over as producing director, and so what we're doing is we're trying to grow that um, work that was already established, that socially relevant uh, focus, and grow it into new heights. So what we're really interested in also doing is uh, uh, doing site-specific work, work that is outside of the proscenium box. Uh, so we're taking we're taking this new production um, that we're celebrating on February 10th. Well, hold on, let's, uh, February 10th. Okay, let's, so I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so we, you know, we want a sense of the history of Borderlands. Yes. So you you guys have been producing uh, theater for 30 years. For 30 years. Um, the Pastorella is one of your big annual events. Oh yes, how can I not talk about the, the Pastorella? The Pastorella, we just did the 19th annual Pastorella this past Christmas season, right. and that is an audience favorite. It has its own Tucson-centric vibe. It's very much about Tucson, uh, local and uh, popular culture. 
Uh, one of my one of my good friends used to play Satan. He passed uh, away several years ago. Yes, we have him right there. There is an altar. Oh, there he is. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That was one over. of the first things that I heard when I moved here to Tucson. When I started uh, with Borderlands Theater, everybody talked about about him and Satan and Lucifer, and they were they used to steal the show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a wonderful, wonderful person. And yeah, and one of my good friends, uh, Roseanne Kustin, is in a lot of the productions. She is. Yeah. She's actually in this production coming up. Oh, really? Yeah, she is. Oh, yeah, she has invited me. She will. She will. <laughs> you have some time. It's not, it's it's not, not until February 10th? No, 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 that's not what's happening February 10th yet. So let's, let's just talk a little bit about, um, you know, what are some of the, the, the most, more important themes that uh, Borderlands tries to present to the community? Yes, yeah, so uh, a lot of the themes of, well, the theme this season is local stories. So we're celebrating the local history. The first play of the season was Mas, which I wrote. Um, it's a docudrama play about the banning of Mexican-American studies. And then we did the Pasarela, and now we're moving on to um, celebrating more, more history. But that's, that's um, mainly what we focus on, you know, is um, we've had uh, a lot of success with... Uh, the Arivaca play, which deal, dealt with uh, border issues, immigrants crossing the border and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father is in Atlanta. Atlantis is another play. So that's actually a Mexican play that was translated to English that de- deals with immigrant issues. But I think, you know, like I said earlier, any, any type of metaphorical border, whether it's actually a regional border, we had, um, we did a play last season, River City, River City, that uh, dealt with... Um, Somebody coming into identity that that is that was half black and half um, you know uh, American, uh, and so she. Yeah, biracial issues uh, in, in in southern in the southern states. Okay, so we do have uh, the next show is called Barrio Stories. Yes. So and that's in, not till March, but there's a special event being put on by the Confluence Center. Yes, the Confluence Center was gracious enough to give us uh, a grant to make Fighter Stories happen. So on February 10th, that is a Thursday, we're going to be at the playground um, sharing some information, sharing some of what Fighter Stories is going to be about. Um, uh, Elaine Romero will be there. Dr. Lidia Otero, who uh, was is a local historian and, and was um, our she provided the basis, the foundation for Barrio Stories. So we will be there uh, sharing about the event, and that's going to be Thursday, November, uh, Thursday, February 10th at 6 o'clock at the playground. And the playground's down on uh, East yeah. Congress Street. Yes, right over there. Yeah. So, yeah, the Confluence Center does these uh, Thursday night sharings yes. uh, out there. And so that's going to be a great show. So, so uh, you're going to be there? Yes, I will be there. And who else? Uh, Elaine Romero, yeah. uh, Mark David Pinate, Dr. Lidia Otero, who is a local historian and wrote La Calle, which our uh, Barrio Stories project was based on. It was uh, sort of the heart of the project. Perfect. So when we come back, folks, we're going to be talking to uh, Mark and to Elaine about specifically what they get to experience. And uh, we'll see you all on the other side of the news break here on the Fred and Jeff Show.
This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Barker Morrissey Contracting, Ronstadt Insurance, and Casa de la Luz Hospice. Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt. I'm here with... Bridget! <laughs> yes! And this is a tome of wisdom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad somebody thinks that besides me. Yeah. So, so this is the Fred, Fred Jeff Show. I'm Fred Ronstadt, and, and uh, Bridget Thumb mm-hmm. is with me, and she is a, uh, I would say, venerated disc jockey. Is that that's like distinguished? A dated, distinguished, yeah, distinguished. Uh, radio talent for KXCI <laughs> sure. Community Radio. Hey, it's real people. I'm a real person. And then it's also uh, she's also the uh, the brain master of. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the mother of Lonely, Lonely Hearts Club. Club. And uh, that's also going to be, it's a podcast that you can also hear at uh, KXCI. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're sitting here at the historic Charles O. Brown House in downtown Tucson, uh, talking with the kids from Borderlands Theater. And we just had a nice conversation with Milton Ortiz, who is the marketing outreach director, apparently uh, a girl of many other hidden talents, playwriting being one of them. But now we're talking to uh, Mark Pinate, who is the director and lead artist of Borderlands. Mark, it's good to see you. Good to be here. Um, so we are very interested in, first of all, we want to talk about you a little bit, uh, who you are, how you got here. Um, you know, can leave out the, the genetic details, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, we, this is an important uh, organization in the community bringing stories about our Sonoran, Arizona, uh, Sonora and Arizona histories and and uh, the people that are here and, and have been here and we hope to be here in the future. Yeah, so tell us, uh, how did it all begin? Where, where did it start? Well, I mean, it's, it, it started in Arizona. I mean, I'm from Arizona originally, uh, up from uh, Chandler and Tempe, that area. is my, my mother's family. So you uh, became wise and moved to... Well, I left for 20 years first, and then I, then I felt this need to come back to the homeland. Um, and it was really, um, uh, for what you said right before that, right, uh, to, to write, write, you know, tell the stories of the Sonoran Desert of this region, um, a very specific event uh, happened. Uh, uh, so I w- uh, both Milton and I were getting our, our graduate degrees in Chicago. This was uh, 2012 uh, when we saw the video of the young students that took over the dais at the school board meeting during the sort of the height of all those protests, you know, to save the ethnic studies program at TUSD. And, and watching that video was really a, a, a game changer for us. Um, we were about to finish our last year of grad school. We had to start deciding, you know, are we going to stay in Chicago, this you know, theater town, it's great, all these opportunities, or are we going to go back to the Bay Area where we had come from uh, and where I'd spent that 20 years, uh, most of it, um, or... or do we, you know, should I come back home to Arizona? And and after seeing that and all the sort of, le- you know, all the, le- the sort of anti-immigrant legislation that had been going on since 2010 and, and sort of keeping up with all that and this really becoming the epicenter or ground zero of the Latino issue for this country or as some, when I got here people would call it brown zero, uh, which I thought was really funny. Um, it just se- seemed... Yeah, let's 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 go back to Arizona and and let's let's make theater there. And then uh, specifically, uh, we wanted to do the story of, of the the ban of ethnic studies, and we were able to get a, a Milta got a one year residency to to come and, and write that. 
Um, I met with Barkley Goldsmith, who was the founder of, of, of Borderlands Theater for 29 years, ran it. Um, and, and I came here, we came here just, you know, to work on this piece, not with the intention of taking over running the company. So you, when you were in Chicago uh, getting your master's degree, I assume it was some, some kind of arts program. Yeah, it was an MFA uh, in directing at, at DePaul, the theater school at DePaul University. Very nice. And so both you and Milta got your degrees and came... Came back to Tucson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came back, hit the ground running, um, uh, did all the research for about a year for that MAS play, uh, and then. But during that time, uh, you know, saw this 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 grant opportunity with the Theater Communications Group. It's called an an, an aha grant for those aha moments, and uh, the question that the the grant sort of was sort of revolving around was, you know, what what what. The problem or what issue? What you know? Do you want to address? And how could you use these monies to do that? And and the issue we wanted to address was you know how do we get more more Latinos to come to the theater? Um, and the the experiment we thought we'd try was well let's tell their stories in spaces that uh, are charged or somehow have a significance to those communities, um, and let's try to make it free and let's try to involve as many partnerships with different segments of the community as possible, and let's see if that works. And so here we are. And that's how we got to Barry Stories. That's correct. So you were, you directed this piece, and, and I know that there are multiple playwrights involved. I think there's three. Right. So is it three stories, or is it sort of a blending of, of tales? or How does, how does yeah, this work? There, so there's, uh, uh, there's four... Uh, main uh, vignettes that are about 20 minute long uh, um, independent you know short little plays 20 minutes long and then there's about uh, 15 memory fragments these are like little performance installations that involve one to three actors they maybe last three minutes long and and these fragments are taken directly from the interviews we did we collected oral histories from former inhabitants of, of um, of the neighborhood, of course. Well, let's take yeah. a step back um, because we need to sort of introduce the concept of the play. Sure. Um, in in I can I can start it. So in the seventies, uh, there was a thing called urban renewal, and uh, where the Tucson Convention Center is today was uh, a large barrio, which was regarded as blighted or you know sort of the red light district of Tucson kind of thing, mm-hmm. and the the city fathers at the time determined that uh, the best course of action was to take everything out and put it in, in a community center. Correct, correct. And uh, it wasn't just a, a, a barrio, it was, it was the first barrio. It was, it was Tucson. It was the heart of Tucson. Yeah, oldest Mexican-American community uh, after the, uh, the Gadsden Purchase and Mexican troops moved out of the Presidio um, as uh, you know, Anglo settlers came. Uh, the Mexican population was pushed just south of the city center to the area where the convention center is now, where the vestiges known as Barrio Historico you know, still continue to exist, uh, but it went all the way into onto Congress. So, so this, um, this piece, does it start um, like pre-convention center or... Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. So what we did was... Because uh, the context of the, yeah, of the piece. Yeah, so... Uh, our, our, so our research uh, component, which a lot of, you know, uh, Lydia Otero's book, uh, La Calle, um, uh, really chronicles that whole chapter and how, 
how the city fathers uh, and the planners and developers, uh, you know, use the urban renewal funds uh, to do all this. So what the part? So that was already there. What we wanted to uh, further research was what was what what was this place like, this barrio, this neighborhood, this downtown area, uh, before all this urban renewal, before all the demolition. Uh, what do you remember? And in that sense, it was very much an, an, an ethnographic approach of like what was the music you listened to or the community celebrations so it's all the, me- the memories of the people yeah listening. and those memories were I mean and these are folks that are in their 70s and 80s and they were they were very happy to share this with us I mean this was some of their best memories of childhood or their teenage years um, you know people talk a lot about going to the plaza theaters as a Spanish language theater I mean everybody was talked to talked about that. There was a bakery after on Saturday after the theater. There was a baker that gave you a free cookie. Um, people talked about Blind Mike, who was this uh, uh, T.O. accordion player that would be out there on, on Saturday nights. They, they talk about um, sleeping outside in the summers or cooking outside in the summers, the different ways, uh, this, you know, very regional ways that they would make certain types of food. Um, all, all these things uh, that were, and then also just these feelings of safety, of community, of belonging, of uh, over a hundred years of certain festivals that would be done at the at the, the gazebo that's still there, the last sort of remaining structure right there at uh, La Placita Village, um, and so we wanted to to remember this and, and honor these memories as best we could. That's great. So um, your part in all this was the the compilation of all this. Yeah, I mean, my part, what, I mean, I thought of the whole thing, the whole idea, uh, did uh, all the grant writing, um, and my part as the producer and lead artist uh, has been to pretty much organize the whole thing, hire all the technicians, artists, staff. It's a serious um, composition you're doing. It's, it's a two-year, it's been two years we've been working on it. Um, there's probably about 30 designers and staff all working on it right now. 40 actors, 75 extras. It's a huge, huge undertaking. Now, um, we're going to be talking to Elaine Romero, who's one of the playwrights uh, in, the, in the next segment, but we don't want to be remiss in telling people that this is going to happen Thursday and Friday, March 3rd and 4th at 10 a.m., and Saturday and Sunday, March 5th and 6th at 11 a.m. at the Tucson Convention Center. So, kind of ironic doing this piece there that, that I imagine was very purposeful. Oh, completely. You know, we wanted, I mean, this, this, this actual space, uh, and it's in the plaza, the outdoor plaza area, which is in between the, the main buildings of the convention center, the, the little ridge, the music hall, and the arena. There's a big plaza in the middle. And that, I mean, that's where all these places were, where these businesses, where all these memories literally occurred. And so we wanted to um, reclaim that space uh, and try to do a little, a little uh, mojo shifting there and, and, and maybe... <laughs> Uh, bring some healing. sensitive. Um, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, so. Excellent. So um, we're going to take a break in a minute. Uh, any last thoughts about, uh, you know, what really want people to walk away with what when they come to see this? Yeah, I think, you know, with a better understanding of, of the history of Tucson, uh, of the people um, and that make up uh, our our you know, the hybrid culture that is Tucson and the border region in the southwest and uh, come away feeling a little more connected to this place. Perfect. So again, it's Thursday and Friday, March 3rd and 4th at 10 a.m., Saturday and Sunday, March 5th and 6th at 11 a.m. 
It's a ten dollar suggested donation, but no one will be turned away. Exactly. You know, if 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 you have a family of six and you can afford just ten dollars for all six of you, or maybe you can't even afford, just come on in. It's more important for us that people get to experience this than uh, you know that we collect any kind of fees on it. Perfect. So uh, we're talking about Barrio Stories being produced by Borderlands Theater. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Elaine Romero. Uh, this is the Friend Jeff Show featuring Bridget Thumb. That's right. Come back. Don't go. portion of the Fred and Jeff show is brought to you by Anthony Cigar Emporium, Power Women Investing, and Mayfield Florist. Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff show. This is Fred and Jeff show. This is Fred Ross. I'm not here with my little brother. No, you're not. You're here with Bridget Thumb. She's on KXCI. You want to hear Bridget Thumb on KXCI? You got to listen Wednesdays, 10 to noon. That's all. Or you can listen to her on podcast. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and you can find her podcast on KXCI. Yeah. And actually, you know, I did, I linked your uh, podcast page to the Friend Jeff website. Thank you. Yeah. So if you go to friendjeff.com and oh. you search for Bridget Thumb, uh, there will be a link to Lonely Hearts Ta-da. Club. Ta-da. Just Ta-da. like that. Yeah. Beautiful. And you can see Bridget Thumb. So uh, we are sitting here at the Charles O. Brown, I always like to call it the Charlie Brown House. <laughs> um, but it is the Charles O. Brown House in our historic downtown. And it's home to Ben's Bells and something else. But Borderlands Theater is also based here in the old Charles Brown House. And we've been talking to uh, Milton Ortiz and uh, Mark Pignate, who uh, have been telling us about Barrio Stories, which is their uh, Bar- Borderlands' next production. It takes place Thursday through Sunday, March 3rd through the 6th. And with us right now is one of the playwrights. Uh, this is an original piece. Uh, based on the history of our uh, downtown. And uh, Elaine Romero is with us now to talk about her portion of this place. But before we get to that, Elaine, uh, tell us, first of all, hello. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. And uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I moved here when I was fresh out of grad school. Yeah. And the first commission I ever got was from Barclay Goldsmith for Borderlands Theater. So where are you from originally? I'm, I was born in California, but my family's New Mexican. So okay. I have southwestern roots, old southwestern roots. Okay. And, you know, I just spent most of my adult life here. And um, that play that Barclay commissioned, I won my first big award, and I launched a national career. Wow. And a few years ago, I moved to Chicago, and when I was teaching at Northwestern University... I had a lovely young student named Milta Ortiz. Aww. So it all connects. We're all so, one, okay, this is just... We're one big happy family. And now I'm back and I teach at the U of A. So this is like like massive nepotism here at Borderlands. <laughs> it's all good. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, okay, so... Uh, and you're teaching what at the U of A? I teach playwriting and dramaturgy. Oh, very yeah, nice. Right. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about your portion of Barrio Stories. Well, you know, ha- having lived here for so long... And having talked to so many people about the community and what was there, over the years people had shared, you know, really deep feelings with me about what had happened and what their experiences were. 
And over the years, I really absorbed those. And every time I'd go by, I would just feel this injustice that I couldn't get rid of. I would just feel it. And, and then we're talking about the uh, urban yes. urban renewal uh, uh, in the downtown where the GCC is now. Yeah, that used to be uh, a barrio right. and, and the barrio. And, and when I read Lydia Otero's book, I, I started at 11.30 p.m. I am not a night person. <laughs> I stayed up all night reading it because I was so enthralled. And it was telling the truth. It was telling what happened. And I was really excited as a playwright to bring back the stories and do it in a different way. I knew there would be kids there. We're going to use giant puppets for my piece. La Placita, Heart of the City, is one piece. And Dirt is the other, I think, in Tucson. <laughs> puppets have, and Dirt? Yeah, well, we live, you know, we live close to the dirt here. This is a and, dusty bird. Yeah, I love yeah. it, man. I love living. You know, there's that sense that, you know, we're at peace with the earth here. Mm-hmm. And I kind of love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, sort of walk us through uh, what, what uh, your piece is going to be. Well, uh, dirt, I really wanted to look at the layers of land beneath the land, you know, the communities that had been there over time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and this idea that we were always here and we were different versions of ourselves and to to sort of pull up from the earth who was here. And so that's what I've attempted to do with that piece. And I feel very deeply connected to it. And an old friend of mine, Roberto Garcia, is playing dirt. And he's he's been (laughs) another place of mine. Yes, I know. I know all these people. Actually, I went to, uh, you know, my undergrad, is uh, part of it was in drama, oh. and, and so I was with Roseanne Kustin, I was with yeah. Roberto Garcia, a uh, oh. very talented, talented artist, who I know have been doing uh, Borderlands pieces for a long time. Oh, yeah. But I'd love to see Roberto as, as dirt. He's going to get it. Because yeah. he's a lawyer, and lawyers to me are, like, you know, pretty much... Uh, yeah, like but dirt. this is more like a spiritual, earthy dirt. But I'm, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Yeah. <laughs> And then with La Pasita, Heart of the City, it was really a neat collaboration between me and Mark because, you know, I knew there would be kids there and I wanted to come up with something that was kind of the mythology of Tucson. And I'd always heard this story about the woman who dances with the devil and different versions of it. And so I thought it would be kind of fun to lay down that mythology. And uh, Mark had this great idea to use giant puppets. And I'm just really excited about, you know, what that's going to look like and what the piece is going to be like. And everything is still, you know, we're... We're rehearsing, so you know everything is still. I just rewrote Dirt the other day, and we're rehearsing, and it's happening. You know, we're we're making these pieces as we go. So is Roberto like you know re- rewriting your work? Is that the deal? No, he's not. That's not what happens. I rewrite the work, and he relearns the work. <laughs> that is the only right a playwright has is cool. to their words. Yeah. So what what was your big your big uh, piece that you won all the awards for when you first came to Tucson? Oh, that piece was called Walking Home, and then later I had a, a play that was first produced here called Body of Hollywood. And it was the first play that Samuel French ever published in Spanish. Wow. In their 175-year history. And set here in Tucson. So. Wow. No, so that was, uh, Barrio Hollywood was the first pu- published in, by Samuel French? In Spanish. In Spanish. The first play they ever did in Spanish, yeah. And, so, wow. and, and also the other day, the one walking home that, that Barclay had commissioned was also translated in Spanish. And I just visited a class by Skype the other day in New York and talked about that play, so... Wow! Yeah, there's a lot of plays going on. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. what kind of what kind of uh, what can you tell us about Bar- or, uh, Borderlands Theater? Because obviously you've been involved. Yes. And, I mean, and so we started we started off talking, uh, you know, initially with Milta about you know the mission mm-hmm. and and uh, sort of you know the ten thousand foot level look at Borderlands Theater. So you've written plays uh, right. for the theater. You've you've been. Part of the history and growth. Yeah, I've had readings of my first play here. You know, I've, I've had a long history here. And all the actors I've worked with over time. And it's a wonderful, beautiful community of people. 
and you know I feel like it has reflected the community extremely well and at the same time kept up with the national conversation and given artists from you know more opportunities to to move on not just myself but other people as well and I think it's it's a place that uh, nurtures and feeds artists I think it's always done that and um, I think you can come here and 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 Borderlands will feed you. I mean, there is that sense that it's that kind of place. Oh, that's very cool. That's so sweet. Bridget, do you have any questions? I, I sort of monopolized. Oh um, no, I like, I'm just listening. I have I, my, my ears. Yeah, well, I, I don't pay you to listen. I pay you to you know. You don't pay me, me at all, Freddie. That's not. That's not. Can't sit. Can't let you go. Hey, God, gosh, I don't have any questions prepared. So, oh okay. Sorry. Oh okay. Yeah, you you know. just came to be the pretty face today. Yeah. On radio. Yeah, put on my makeup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Mark, we're just we're going to finish this off with you. So, tell us again. I don't know if you need a cheat sheet. Uh, tell us again. Uh, name the play, the dates, why people should come. Yeah. So it's Barrio Stories. It's happening at the Outdoor Plaza of the Tucson Convention Center, uh, Thursday through Sunday, March third through the sixth. Uh, 10 a.m. on Thursday and Friday, 11 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday, and you know if you're if you're living here in Tucson uh, and you you want to find out more about how this great city uh, you know was shaped, um, I'd say you know come check it out. If you want to see have kids, uh, you want to have fun, see giant puppets, make art, uh, hear the 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 ten mariachi and baile folklorico youth ensembles from around the city that are going to be performing. Uh, you want to have a good time. You should come. So I just heard you say make art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's what some is- uh, art in, interactive art booth. Uh, we'll be having some papel picado, Yay! and folks can make that. I love that stuff. Yeah, write their own re- uh, reactions to the piece onto that, and we're going to hang it all up all over the convention center. That's is, it gonna, is it going to stay up until it disintegrates? Hopefully. Yay. <laughs> yeah, well, we, can, we can talk to the TCC yeah. about that. That's but it'll soon be up for all four days. Yeah. <laughs> four days for sure. I have something to say. I love Tucson. Do you love Tucson? If you love something, what do you want to do? You want to get to know it, don't you? Yeah. You want to know all about it. You want to know where it every came from, why it's the way it, it is, how it's the way it is. So I think this is really great. I'm going to be there. I want to deeper my understanding of Tucson. Right on. Very cool. Yeah. So if, if anybody wants to know more about Borderlands or get involved, how do they do that? And I'll let, uh, since this is your job, Milton, <laughs> I'll let you take care of that. Great. Thank you. So yes, if you want to find out more about Borderlands Theater and about Barrio Stories, go on to, onto our website at borderlandstheater.org. Also, we are very much in need of volunteers to make audio stories happen. It is a community event. Meaning that, that, that we could have, be you. Yes, you could be part of it. We have the extras. They're community members. So community members are working alongside professionals to make this event happen. But we also, and we also need volunteers. We need people to man the booths um, when people walk in and they need the maps to know which way to go and that sort of thing. So we need about... Uh, 75 volunteers? Oh, like 100. 100 <laughs> volunteers. Right, we cool. need a lot of you. So, so you and your friends. So you can find out where to, where to sign up at, border, at barriostories.org or on borderlandstheater.org. It's the first thing that pops up at you. Sign Perfect. Up. Thank you, <laughs> Elaine, Milton, Mark. Appreciate it so much. Bridget, thank you as usual. Oh, and you folks have been listening to The Fred and Jeff Show. Have a great week.
This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Sleeping Frog Farms and Fred's Meditation Salon and Tequila Lounge.